Hey everyone, welcome to Narwhals episode 9. We are here today with Ben Howdle. Ben, what's going on? Hey Drew, how you doing? Doing good. And also, Kieran. Kieran, what's up? As always. As always. Yeah, we're back. Let's do it again. Do it again. So, um, yeah, we had a lot of fun on the last one and the one before, so we're excited to have Ben on to talk about product and and some other things. But um, Ben, why don't you go ahead and give us a little insight into who you are, what you're doing, and why it is you're building on the web and for apps and all that jazz. Yeah. um, So... I recently went self-employed this year um, to work nice. on my own products, um, which has been good, but I still need to pay the bills. So I'm doing a lot. Self-employed of- from where? Where were you coming from? Um, so, oh, sorry, um, a little little software company in central London. Uh, so they built uh, accounting software. Uh, so I was their, their JavaScript developer, rebuilding the whole front end for them um, in Backbone. And then I left to start this year when they got bought. Uh, so I've been doing sort of more contracting for London-based companies, but remotely. So from a nice, quiet home, I get to work with sort of companies in London, which kind of is best of both worlds for me. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, no way. Sure. I see. I totally thought, yeah, uh, based on your accent, that you were from Spain. Really? Okay. Yeah, I have that a lot. <laughs> They're so similar, yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. You don't understand similar. the pain of being an English person on a podcast <laughs> and a screencast or anything like that. You just sound so awkward on it. <laughs> Very jealous of American accents. Is he Spanish? Is he Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it goes both ways. I'm totally jealous of your accent. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. Just trade. It must be a grass just for today. Yeah, it must just be a grass today, green sort trade. of thing. Yeah. Because because you know not all, but I would say most Americans value you know the refined things, and so. Really? English accent to us sounds very refined. Okay, maybe we've got some sort of secret weapon going on. High class. It sounds, because we have like James Bond in our culture. (laughs) It's always like this high class kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, we're not all like that, but yeah, that's that's a good image for us to portray. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I cut you (laughs) off and went on a weird tangent. (laughs) That's cool, it's fun. (laughs) So you're self-employed. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's the sort of, the aim is for me to build build products um, and hopefully have one or two or multiple go well and allow me to just do that but yeah i still got to pay the pay the bill so day to day i'm sort of doing uh, contracts for mostly javascript contracts uh, and then on the side doing ios node um anything that i need to to build a product basically nice so the so, real question of, of the day yeah it's going to really determine a lot is uh iphone 6 or iphone 6 plus oh man yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> 6 plus so i pre-ordered six the 6 plus, plus yeah and I've been. I'm, 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 I'm beginning to think I got the wrong one. Well, see, like I, I thought that as well. I've been trying to justify it to myself why why I went for the massive, massive phone, but um, I can't really think for a reason other than yeah, I can't. It's just yeah, it looks. It's amazing. fun to change things up. Yeah, exactly. I thought I'd like to have a small iPad Mini in my in my pocket, so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's an instant conversation starter. It is. Gonna see it and be like, "Holy cow!" Or they're going to see it in your in your pocket and be like, "What the heck?" Well, is they that? will. Yeah, they'll see you kind of falling over with the weight of a <laughs> they'll they'll slap in your pocket yeah. over to them. Exactly. Is there pizza in there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So were you? Um, well, were you always kind of developer first, or you, I know you're a designer as well. Well, was it always kind of equal parts of both? Or, or? that's kind of cool you said that because I, I came from a developer background and I've been trying to do more design. Um, and trying to come over to that side as well. Um, so yeah, I started with traditional LAMP stack stuff, so PHP, MySQL. Uh, eventually mm-hmm. came to the sort of front end with 
with HTML, CSS, and then jQuery because JavaScript was too daunting for me at the time. Um, and eventually went back. And you said, sorry, you said you said you came from uh, the back end stuff. When was when was that? Like what year? So that's only four years ago. Um, oh wow! I know. So this from listening to certain podcasts and listening to people's backstories. Um, and the worst thing is to listen to foundations, the Kevin Rose thing, because everyone has an interesting backstory when they were developing at like twelve and eleven and ten. <laughs> and I was trading Pokemon cards at that, at that point um, and had no knowledge of... I, I was using computers and games consoles, but they just got bought from a shop and I kind of had no... didn't register that there'd be someone who had developed that. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I was 19 before, before I realised that, oh wow, there's, there's a thing called the web and I can, I can sit at home and build websites and apps and yeah, kind of right. be open to all that. I mean, uh, I'm similar. Like I, I feel like I, my backstory is definitely much, much more uh, recent. It's it's like yeah. a modern version of you know. It's like only in this past couple of years exactly. of my life or whatever. Yeah. As opposed to Drew, as opposed to Drew here, who's been you know, <laughs> designing since uh, Photoshop negative one. It's crazy. And like, we had we had Kyle Bragg around here the other day, and he's saying how he's he's sitting at home on his uh, on his uh, computer at eleven, teaching himself like Visual Basic. Wow. It's like, yeah. oh man, <laughs> that is definitely not my story, but that's awesome. I know. Yeah. It's so deep rooted in it. So yeah. So yeah, four years ago, um, the two thousand and sort of ten ish, late two thousand and ten, um, I picked up a little bit of VB. Um, also tried to do a Java course because that's what I thought programming was and the be all end all. Um, and yeah, in 2010, I, you picked a VB. Yeah, I did not even realized that was still a thing. Oh, it's, it's, it was very relevant in 2010 in England. Wow. I, well, I hope Crazy. because that's what I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was sort of my desktop desktop programming and stuff like that. But I, it, I couldn't I couldn't dif- differentiate between you know web and native and desktop. It was all just a big daunting thing to me back then. So I just kind yeah. of got into all bits I could. Yeah. Yeah, and now totally. you've kind of, and now you've, you were kind of saying you're doing a lot of uh, JavaScript now. So you've kind of worked into this, this uh, JavaScript front end and, and some, and some back, you said backbone as well. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, um, that- so yeah, I came over to the front end and sort of so specialized, but I, I wanted to beef up my JavaScript a lot more than I had. Uh, and then realized that it's actually, be- it became a role of its own. Um, so there was a kind of period where it seemed to be that every company wanted to, to rewrite and do the single page application. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you wouldn't. We used to, would still have sort of back end people who did a bit of JavaScript, and you know designers who did a bit of JavaScript. But then you could actually have whole roles where you could be a JavaScript developer and not just do sort of form validation and slidey things and stuff like that. <laughs> so yeah, I sort of I sort of got into that as much as I could, and then realised late last well early last year that the last back end language I did was PHP, uh, which didn't. Well, nothing wrong with PHP, but I kind of I wanted to bring it more in line with with JavaScript, and that's when I picked up the Node.js because it you can if you know JavaScript, then with a few tweaks you can just pick up Node. So, right, it felt very natural natural move to do that. Totally, yeah. I think the biggest hurdle if you're a JavaScript developer getting to Node mm. or from going to Node is um, is understanding web environments. Totally. Like if if you're just used to the front end and you don't really pay attention to web environments, what they are and yeah. how they work. Then it's like a whole new world when you enter Node, I would imagine. Oh, totally. But if you, are, yeah, if you already know backends and how web environments work, then it's really not that big of a difference. It isn't, I know, but, and, but it still caught me off guard. And it, it was only, not fairly recently, but quite a bit into my Node learning that it finally clicked that when you're doing PHP, you can just drop a PHP file in and kind of let Apache 
run that for you and you know handle the errors and stuff like that Um, or nginx exactly yeah but node (laughs) you're just you're building the web server with your application code and i think that took a long while for me to kind of see it all as one blob of of process uh that if if my code broke then it would break for the entire people that were using that that site right then uh so that was quite weird it felt like a little bit too much power in, in one yeah yep yeah, yeah, I've done some no stuff. It was fun. Um, but for some reason, I just always stick with Nginx and PHP. I think it's because when I build things, yeah. when I start them, I'm always like, oh, I'll just build some real quick. And I build it real quick. And then I eventually I build on top of it. And so I never take the time <laughs> to go back and redo it all from scratch. Because when I build it for real quick, I have like this, um, like, I built so many different things that I have all the code that I yeah. can just like basically copy paste over and totally start over again. Have, have you never like hit a point where where you're just like actually technologically stuck with PHP? Like if you 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 need to be able to move to something else and and that drives you off or otherwise? no? I, no, I've I've done like I've done projects in Node, uh, bigger big projects too, mm. like Dialogs was in Node, but mm. um, and part of the Picto servers in Node, but uh, but no, it's like. There's not like any massive reason like you need to switch right now. <laughs> right. You know, like, you're, yeah. you're not doing like crazy sockets and real-time communication. and real, if, like Yeah, a, if I was going to do that, I would probably <laughs> switch over just to keep it all in JavaScript so that way it's, it's not a mix of PHP and JavaScript to handle the real-time stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Just for that convenience is why I would do it. But you can do it in either one, you know. Like, for instance, Book Your Face is all – well, like the main application code is PHP. all in PHP. <laughs> Book Your Face. Yeah. <laughs> That is what I call it. It's my favorite site. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, many other ones too. So, I mean, the, my biggest complaint, I guess, about PHP, which even though I use it, I don't think it's the best by any means, um, is just, it's, it's, all, it's basically WordPress. You know, the way WordPress mm. is just like this massive pile of spaghetti code. There's a billion <laughs> people contributing to it. No one has any standards, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And that's how PHP is. So like the naming conventions on the functions and classes alone are just ridiculous. They're not right. the same ever, and none of them make sense. Sometimes they use numbers to help <laughs> with the naming. Sometimes <laughs> they don't. It's just, it's just so all over the place. Yeah. And it's been like that for a while, too. It's not like it, it degraded into that recently. It's like, oh, it's always even been on, yeah. Even since the time I learned PHP, <laughs> which yeah. was like 2006, 2007, even then people were like, PHP is like a rock. Like you can... <laughs> You can get a lot done with it. It's a really useful tool, but there are a lot more elegant ways. Uh, so it's funny oh, yeah. that it's 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 been that way for a long time, and yet it's still yeah. a lot of people's go to for that just, very reason. It's just like it's it's there's super... so much in it that you can just like you don't have to code. Like there's just so much stuff already done for you that right it makes it easier. And up until I would say up until like a couple of years ago, it was starting to fall so far behind before like five point. Five or six or whatever it was, PHP five point five or six came out. Uh, there was like it didn't even have any native JSON stuff, and so it was <laughs> just like at that point, I was like, "Man, right. this is terrible." Yeah, and then they came out with that stuff, and I was like, oh, okay. "Nice." <laughs> now, now it's somewhat a modern language. <laughs> yeah, it has JSON support. Yeah, that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, cool. So, so Ben, what are um, what are some of the things you said you moved from uh, working for? A company doing freelance and also building your own stuff. So, what are some of your your things that you're building right now? Um, right. So, um, I got into a habit last year, or well, my whole time of building very small things um, just for fun, to see where they went, to learn something. Um, so, a lot of the projects have been kind of build it and release it, and then kind of leave it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So there's there's not been something of note which I've kind of stuck with. Um, there's been a few things. So I built uh, Referral, which I wrote the uh, I actually wrote it in ThingList um, about four different times, phrased slightly differently. So I was convinced that I needed to do this idea, which was kind of a cutting out the recruiter from the whole um, hiring people on the web. So mm-hmm. you kind of constantly see t- on Twitter, you know, I need an illustrator for three days, I need a PHP, you know, person for four days. Does anyone know anyone? And it gets retweeted and it all comes from the network. Um, so I kind of want to pull that out into a separate service. So if you've got too much work on or you, um, you, know, you just want to recommend someone or you're in a full-time position and you're getting... You're getting inquiries. You can you can sort of send people to a profile page and put your your word on this this other person that you recommend them for PHP for illustration and stuff like that. Um, but that was the first project I did end to end myself. So like I mentioned earlier, it's trying to get more into design. I've always relied on collaborations um, and very very simple designs just to get me by. But this was mm-hmm. the first one I thought, right, I'm going to do this do this completely end-to-end. So it's got the Node API, it's got the backbone front end. So I did all the, the marketing bits for it. Um, and yeah, it was almost like building building something for the sake of it. Um, right. But if it had gone, you know, if it had a picked up, picked up some traction, then brilliant. You know, I would have sort of still be supporting it and working on it now. But it was just fun to sort of do the whole thing and see see all aspects. Yeah, totally. I remember, uh, I remember seeing that on... Um product hunt a couple, uh, a couple yeah, months that was ago. It. yeah yeah it looks good that's cool yeah so i don't know it's it's difficult a lot i've done quite a bit of sort of open source work as well um sell them all like libraries and tools but in terms of getting into a product myself um it's something that i'm still kind of passively waiting for something to come along that i'll kind of have an idea build it and then want to stick with it um but I sort of noticed a pattern that I, I lose lose the kind of motivation, the initial passion after a few weeks or a few months. Yeah, um, I think that's a typical. Uh, totally. that's a typical After six days, <laughs> yeah, I just, so yeah, it's for six not... days, it's gone. As long as you're not dealing with hours. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> well, I had it in the morning and it's gone by the evening. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. cool. but going back to what you said, Drew, about not kind of dropping PHP. I've so last year when I was I was working full time in London, I. I kind of threw myself into just knowing as much as I could about every new thing that was on Hacker News and trying to keep up, which is like damn near impossible. Um, but this year since I've gone self-employed and, and sort of more concerned with with trying to build different products and have different experiences with projects, I've kind of got a stack which I'm pretty happy with. Um, so I can kind of quickly build up ideas using this this tried and tested and you know, little little set of code uh, projects I've got. Um, so yeah, I kind of prototype a lot more, uh, and then sort of see if I still got the the attention span to kind of take it take it further. But um, yeah, I do kind of I do kind of admire people that can put a load of passion into to developing something, and then put the passion into marketing it as well. Like you've seen kind of Ryan Hoover with Product Hunt, and just continually mm-hmm. being on it and promoting it, and it not coming across as too spammy, and just kind of you know that's a little baby sort of thing um yeah, i've never kind of yeah. carried a project forward and kind of stuck with it in the tough times i kind of expected it to you know release the tweet it's it's released and oh wow it's you know it's gone it's gone viral or something like that 
Um, Somehow I have $4 million in my bank account. How did that happen? I, I developed so hard for six days. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And you just released uh, iHi, right? Which Is that your first uh, iOS app? Or? Uh, so it's, technically, it's technically my third. So I tried iOS development uh, four years ago. As I was, like I said, I was kind of just dabbling in everything I could about four years ago. Um, and I, this was, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a guy called Bucky on the New Boston Forums. Uh, he ran these kind of YouTube tutorials and YouTube screencasts, um, big old sort of site. Anyway, he's sort of had this, this iOS forum and I tried my hand at iOS development. I had an idea. It was a simple RSS kind of feed reader. It would crawl the Yahoo boss API at the time before they shut it down. Um, and I literally had two projects that I'd, I'd got open source and kind of, I think I posted a question saying, how can I like stitch these two projects together? Um, because that's what I would want to release. Um, so yeah, I'm not really counting that as my first app I released because I kind of copied and pasted and cried until it nice. cried until it compiled. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was my first one. That was ages ago. Then I gave up because Objective C was was too hard. Um, and then yeah, recently did a sort of Twitter Twitter app. So they're introducing filtering filtered timelines now, but this this app is kind of that. So it it just adds up retweets and favorites and replies, I think, and kind of reorders and chops up your timeline to give you a snapshot of the last two hours um, what was that one called uh, permeate okay so that was actually one i wrote in php um last year okay and uh, that was my last project i did in php then i rewrote it in node because i wanted to put it on heroku which is my sole reason um and then i used it to to kind of apply the stuff i'd been learning on treehouse with ios to actually building an iphone application um so yeah that was my first one and then the second one was also rewriting uh, a Node project I've done, uh, the iHi one, which is actually, sorry, not Node, it's all written in JavaScript, so it's all just runs in the browser. Um, it's got no database or anything like that. It all just kind of works on URL parameters. Um, but yeah, that mm-hmm. one um, worked on recently over a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that was mostly to test out Facebook Pop animation library um, yeah. and kind of play with Apple Maps and stuff like that. And that's quite kind of, kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, I'm kind of, again, doing what I did with JavaScript and kind of doing these smaller apps, which I know are nothing groundbreaking and I'm not going to sort of change the world or anything like that. But, um, no, there's, we've, we've talked about that before too. Mm. These little, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's, no. like, that's how I, that's how I got into iOS yeah. and that's how I got into just design in general. Yeah. It's just doing these small little examples saying like, here's this cool new tech, like you're saying, uh, here's this new library from Facebook yeah. that does animations and, or here's, uh, I've never dealt with a, a map kit before yeah. or whatever, whatever the thing is that you're saying. I just, I need an excuse to, to learn it. Totally. So why not build a little utility that, that <laughs> utilizes it? I did that for core data. I did that for yeah. uh, almost every single new piece of technology that's been released, uh, with every new iOS since iOS, you know, three, yeah. uh, it, it became just an, an excuse to to learn something by by building something with it, and that's the yeah. best way to learn. And now uh, iOS, happy iOS eight day, everybody! Yeah, by the way, I know, yeah. now that now that iOS eight is out, yeah. uh, momentarily, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be that again. Like it's just a matter totally. of finding the time to go teach yourself these things. Yeah. These, these sweet new APIs. Totally. I mean, that's yeah. been like kind of the mantra for most of the projects I've done is just an excuse to use this thing. Or if someone said, you know, have you heard of this or can you do this? It's like, well, sure. And then kind of go away and build it. And yeah. now I say, yes, right. I can. I can add it to my kind of metaphorical CV. <laughs> um, so, yeah, most of it's just been, you know, I need an excuse to do this. Um, I mean, Treehouse is great, but I 
personally find it quite I get to a point with with looking at theory where my brain just becomes saturated and I'm like I need to I need to build this out before it just gets lost in you know too much information overwhelming me um, yeah no I I agree I've read one um one book on development yeah. and it was heavens almighty um <laughs> this was this was like 2006 <laughs> Maybe. And the book was called Heaven's Almighty. <laughs> a, a, a PHP no. guide. <laughs> good, good, in no, parentheses, it, good luck. <laughs> it was either 2005 or 2006. And Rails had just come out yeah. like right around that exact yeah, like time. It's, it's infancy, right? Yeah. It's like- and there was a book that came out on it. And I had been hearing about Rails. And I'm like, well, let me just try this <laughs> thing. So I bought the book. And, um, and I read it uh, cover to cover which is one of the uh, few books that I've read cover to cover. Um, and, uh, and I was like, sweet, let's do this. And I'm like, get on. And I'm like, yeah, it's taking a long time like, to apply. Because mm. like, you go through their examples and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And I just like, lost interest. <laughs> and, um, and so I never did it. And, uh, you know, but on the other hand, if I want to learn Node or when I, when I taught myself JavaScript um, or even PHP, it's like I'm not – doing it to learn it i'm doing it to build something else yeah. you know like i'm like oh i want to build this so so that will help me learn it and so um no i yeah it's like just like you said like you, you didn't want to hear about the theory you just want to build something like, i'm the same way like i could care less about why this is better than that or, yeah. or figure out you know the best way to do this unless i'm at a point where i'm like all right i need to like clean this up let's figure out how to clean this up yeah and then then i'll go do it you know um but yeah i, I love learning by doing for me that's that's like the only way i actually do learn is by doing because i do not prefer learning by reading unless <laughs> it has to do with things that aren't buildable you know like science and other things so anyhow yeah but i agree with you guys i agree with you guys that's the best way to learn um sweet so so you've been working for a while on your own stuff and you said now you're doing freelance yeah um and you said you're waiting for <laughs> waiting. something big, big to come along. Do you have any any of those ideas or anything? Or? Uh, no, that's the problem. So I had the no secret. I have these little quick win ideas, um, and I almost resigning myself to the fact that I do just enjoy the building of it more than I enjoy the slog of promoting it and supporting it. Um, the slog, the slog, <laughs> the draw, the gruel of doing that, um, and. <laughs> You know, all that sort of stuff. I, just, I genuinely just enjoy building out ideas um, and releasing them. And kind of like that high of that initial day of kind of releasing something. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I was... I'm done. Next one. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, literally a conveyor belt sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, it's like way too easy to press yourself into, you know, everything I do must be sort of meaningful and it must be... I must put my all into it and, you know, kind of see it all through to the end. But... I think, yeah, I agree. I've gotten so much flack over the years um, from people telling me, like DMing me privately, like you should really not do so much stuff in like, oh, wow. on one thing or something like that. Or, or I've gotten emails, uh, two different emails, two different people telling me that I'm a bad influence on the oh, um, community as a whole <laughs> because uh, I'm teaching young kids to work too much or something oh, like that. For shame, for shame on you. But 
<laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so I get like these shaming emails, and that's a, that's amazing. That's horrible. Who would, like who would, who would undertake the task of, of emailing somebody that just based on like what they're uh, they, what they presume your your work style? <laughs> I is. represent the I, children. Yeah. I'm gonna gonna take this man down. <laughs> yeah, think know. of the children. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird, but um, what I was what I was gonna say is like I'm the same way. Like it's so fun to launch something and get out there. Yeah, and I've always taken the um. Because I have so many ideas that I want to do, yeah. that I've always taken the the aspect of like I'm just going to build a bunch of things, yeah. And you know, if something starts to take off, then I'll spend time on it. Totally. Or if it's something I really like, like, yeah, I just personally like, then I'll just spend a bunch of time on it. And I mean, I can't say that that's worked out wonderfully no. <laughs> because I've been building things for like a long time. But I think I would prefer to do it this way than any other way because you could end up spending if you decide okay I'm gonna start a project put my all into it yeah like right away uh, then you're gonna end up taking a really long time to release and you're gonna end up spending so much of your money and your time on a possible dead end you know mm. it's better to find out if it's a dead end right away just don't even bother with it especially if you're the kind of person that has a lot of ideas just move on uh, to the next one. And and build that way because it's not like you're supposed to like take everything so seriously. No, no, you know no. I mean? Some people like to take things so seriously, but you don't have to. I mean, of course, if you're dealing with customer data and all kinds yeah. of stuff, take that seriously. But as far as building products go, you don't have to take everything so seriously. Just it's your life. Just do whatever you want with it. Totally. And then if something starts to take off, then spend a bunch of time. Like like you were saying, like you don't like the slog, <laughs> which is a funny word of uh, marketing. Is that not a US thing? Is that like an English thing? I, I mean, I've heard it's the word of a U.S. thing. Yeah, I've heard okay, the word, but I, was, I, I haven't heard any American use. Yeah, it, I don't think but. anyone will ever actually use it, but yeah. it's like it's there. I just wanted to make sure. It wasn't I know, I know those letters. Kind of like <laughs> dropped <laughs> an awful word on the podcast. <laughs> no, no, I know those letters can combine to make a word, but I've never heard it. Um, <laughs> uh, what was it saying? Oh yeah, so so like with, for instance, with Plasso and with all my other apps, usually I do like a one-page mm. marketing page, you know, to like make it look good, yeah. show it off a little bit. And the whole idea is that if you want to know more, freaking sign up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's all there is. You know, I've got support articles or FAQs or whatever, but if you want to like yeah. see what it's all about, you got to sign up and try it out, yeah. um, which is less useful from a sales perspective, you know. Um, you want to walk people through. And that's what great... That's what marketing pages are great at doing. And so with um, Plasso, I have designed like a bunch of different pages where I'm actually going to take each aspect of, um, you know, for instance, the uh, the storefront, which is the mm. when you pay with something on Plasso, that's the page you see where you can choose which items, change your quantity, all that kind of stuff. I call it the storefront. Uh, I'm going to take each aspect of that storefront and make like an Apple-esque page where, you know, it talks about it as if it's an individual product oh, nice. like uh, on the iPod. You know, here's this button, it does that, this button does that. You know, I'm yeah. going to do that with with the product and just, like, go crazy in depth on it, And uh, which is something I really haven't done before. No. I've done something this in depth because it's going to be, you know, multiple pages um, and long and lots of descriptions and very descriptive. And so the idea is that no one could ever possibly have a question about the product <laughs> but if, they, if they decide to, you know, yeah. um, if they decide to look through the pages. So we'll see how it goes, but it will be kind of fun and it will be a new... A new thing for for me. Do you think it's just because that's something I noticed recently in what I've been doing? But do you think that's anything linked to it being a paid product straight away? Do you think you're putting more effort into the sort of the marketing and the the help side because it's a paid product? Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely. If if I wasn't making any money on it, it'd yeah. be hard to justify all the time that you yeah, spend totally. on it. 
Um, I'm, I've always kind of taken the idea of providing good errors throughout your app and yeah. like walkthroughs. So that way you can cut down support because I do so much and I'm usually doing it by myself or with one other person. Yeah. It helps a lot if I don't have to answer emails yeah. and, or, you know, as many emails. And so if you can like provide good errors in your app, yeah. at least people can kind of see what they have to do next or why something went, went wrong. And it really, really cuts down on supporting, uh, support emails, which is, was always my way of getting around, like doing, taking a bunch of time on the marketing pages. Yeah. Is by making the app itself like kind of like that. Self-explanatory. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So hopefully the new stuff will market better. And I'll see you. Know, I've never like on one of my products, never I I take that back. I've done it before. <laughs> I did it with I did it with Fire Rift, but that was my first thing I ever launched and I spent two years on it. And, oh, so instead of instead of not ever doing it, you do, you've been doing it since day one, yeah. is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. tree. laughs> but but <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> I mean, since then, I really haven't taken the time because I took so much time on Fire Up that I didn't want to take. I've only done it on day one and the last day. (laughs) You know everything in between. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It didn't really seem to help Fire Up, but that's because there wasn't really demand for the product. At least with this one, I know there's somewhat of a demand. Obviously, because people are using it. Yeah, you're kind of in like an interesting. Not to not to tell you what you're you're (laughs) thinking, but you're kind of in an interesting spot with Plasso too, Mm. because it's like not only have you have you proven some. some traction there is actually some uh, some really good usage i think from what you've said it's also kind of your passion project right now right so like you were saying it's kind of hard to justify pumping more resources into it especially at this stage uh, mm-hmm. where it's marketing where it's support where it's just getting getting it out there uh where it's whether it's uh, where it's just you know adding on uh, polish and flair and these animations that you've, you've got these sweet mm. uh, the sweet update lined up it's kind of hard to justify that unless one, it's making you money, it's actively making you money, or two, you're just really passionate about it. But correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like Plasto's kind of in a little sweet spot between those two, um, where it kind of makes it, it maybe it makes it easier to to be actually pumping the the, the time and energy into it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I know what you mean by saying it's in between. Yeah, it's not like blown up to the point where I'm solely focused on hiring people because I got so much stuff I have to do. It's not there for sure. And it's, it's not at the point where it's just, no one's using it. There are definitely people using it and it is making money. Mm. And I like how you used actively making money because (laughs) it's so true. Some people have apps that they quote unquote say that are passively making money. They might not say the word, but that's what they mean by the idea of just, (laughs) I've got got potential. I've got a couple of those. (laughs) Yeah. It's passively making money. It's it's building users. I check my Apple, uh, my Apple connected bank account and I've got a couple of bucks in there this month. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's in a sweet spot in that, um, if, uh, if I ship, you know, a bug to the user interface or something, uh, it's not the end of the world. I'll, I will either find it, well, typically other people find it and email me, but because um, obviously if I miss the bugs, that's why. But I mean, that rarely happens. But if it does, it's not the end of the world. It's not to the point where it'll be the end of the world for Plasso, um, which is great, which is such a perfect place to be because it, it frees me up to be able to change things mm. on the fly and change the way things work um, and, and not have to worry too much about the ramifications of doing that, you know, like where. If, for instance, RDO goes and changes their interface, it makes it very different. Then everyone's like, what's going on? And it's so many people. Like, they got rid of the history, 
uh, feature. Aria used to be able to click on a tab mm. called history and see everything you've played over the last you know very long time. So that way, in case you didn't favorite something or whatever, you could just go back and listen to it. But that's totally gone, and you can't get to it anymore. There is no history anymore, which seems so weird. Mm. It seems harder to take out functionality. <laughs> <Just> to- <laughs> Leave the tab, and I don't understand it, but anyhow, yeah, it's at a cool spot, yeah. So, uh, as speaking of audio, you're one of your things, Ben. Mm. I don't know how to say it, Ubik. Oh, wow, yeah, um, Ubik. I noticed you, you're pretty much the sole guy that uses that. Um, oh, yeah, <laughs> amongst- that's pretty cool because I can link people to Spotify or audio because people have before said, Hey, what about a Spotify link? Mm. And, uh, yeah, that was the one thing it was born on, uh, born from. Um, with people saying, oh, I use audio, oh, I use Spotify, can you, can you go back and find the link for me? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I mean, it was a, it's a very first world problem, but, you know, it saves you eight seconds. So, <laughs> um, but honestly, honestly, I, I, I know people always say that's kind of a joke, but honestly, what of any, like of any person you've ever physically met or know, who is solving problems for anything but a first world? So, I know. I mean, like everything is a first world problem. Yeah, it totally to is. Most people I know. So. <laughs> but um, it was interesting because that actually that actually got posted on Product Hunt um, by someone else, and that I mean that app took me four hours to build, um, and then that's a commitment, man. So yeah, yeah can't, I can't believe you saw that through. I, yeah, I, lo- I lost passion at four minutes fifteen. So <laughs> um, yeah, I was basically sat in a coffee shop built it released it I was like oh brilliant kind of done and uh, it was just one of these again it was just a silly little tool uh, I thought it'd be cool and um, I had people on product and kind of commenting saying uh, how I could like make loads of money from it and like put all these ideas VC funding, VC funding. <laughs> we'll get you an office in Silicon Valley I was like oh my god I don't know it's I think I I just kind of looked at it quite differently it was just a fun thing to do um, and release. Yeah. And then, well, that's that community. They're all focused on yeah. that kind of thing. But that's what I think, kind of going back to what you touched on earlier about, um, actually, I can't remember what you said, but it was, it was, it was, um, <laughs> it was something good. Was there a pro- are you solving a problem or, I oh, don't know, a demand, that was it. Um, like, I'm not sure if there's actually, there is a demand for an app that kind of cross-links Spotify and audio, but I think there are certain people who seem to be able to or want to constantly create demand. So, I don't know. I think people would spend a lot of time maybe taking Ubik um, and building it into like a proper product and maybe getting funding for it and stuff like that. But it was kind of felt like one of those throwaway things which I just did for, for fun while I was sat in Starbucks. So, yeah. But yeah, that, yeah. And it, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go on. It wasn't, it wasn't interesting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, like you were saying, like, um, some people will look at this and say, like, "Oh, you could, you know, get VC funding and mm. all this kind of stuff." And and you're thinking, "Oh, it's just like a, you know, for fun thing." Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people, when we when we were talking about marketing earlier, go wrong. Yeah. In trying to milk what they have and totally. trying to force it as a good idea, you know, like yeah. this is a good idea, I'm forcing it. Yeah. You know, and then it's just, if it's not naturally going to take off, you're going to force and force and force, and then if the global climate changes, you know, and people end up saying actually that kind of application is useful mm. then maybe people start using it but you can convince people to use it and but if if it's not naturally going to take off it's just not naturally going to take off if you know depending on what's if the market's ripe for it or not you yeah know? um and of course that can always change if you keep pushing it for years and years maybe one year it will end up taking off mm. but um it's not going to have anything to do with you it have to do with the market and where it's going and 
that's the thing about like pushing stuff too early. Like what I did with my first app, I was saying is I spent so much time on yeah. it, thinking that you know if I get something super polished, super perfect, and the marketing pages are super well done, the support articles are already 100% written, and I spend two years on this, then I launch, then it has the best chance of success, <laughs> which, I mean, in reality, it's all about the idea and your implementation of it yeah. that will take off. So it doesn't need all that extra, quote-unquote, fluff, which isn't fluff, but, I mean, when you're launching, it is fluff. And so, yeah, yeah, not, not having the, the discernment, the ability to discern between spending a bunch of time and not spending a bunch of time is, is the difference between making you insane versus <laughs> <laughs> not dying. So... Yeah, I know it's it, it's a good thing you look at things that way too, and and I mean I tr- like I haven't posted anything on Product Hunt, but my things always get up there by other people. Yeah. And like half the time, I'm like, gosh, dang it, I wasn't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was like some meta tag you could put on your website yeah. for Product Hunt and other things like it saying, please do not post yet. That's <laughs> actually a great idea. They yeah. should totally do that. <laughs> I yeah, I do yeah. sort of spot it quite a lot. Um, it does seem to be the sort of Silicon Valley sort. Of, I don't really hate on it too much, but um, the kind of like Emperor's New Clothes effect of someone yeah. kind of convincing you that you know you need this application or and i think someone because i i posted that ihi ios app which in the tweet i think i said you know it's nothing groundbreaking it was fun to do um check it out and i think sort of saying that people looked at it slightly differently how i looked at it it was nothing special um just take it for what it is but then someone sort of said you know others might have described it as a innovative geolocation you know thing you need in your life um, I think a lot of apps and services are coming out like that and kind of realizing, hang on, that's just that's just that under the hood sort of thing. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm noticing that quite a lot. <clears throat> say yeah. um, say innovative again. Innovative. In, in, um, put me on the spot now. Innovate, innovative. That's awesome. How would you say it? I'm going to borrow you say, that. Do, are you a Johnny Ive out? Uh, aluminum kind of thing? Are you aluminium? Is that all you care? Is it only certain accents? Does Jonathan I say aluminum? No, he says aluminium. Aluminium, yeah. That's how we say it. Okay, that's how <laughs> that's I didn't what know it if is. it was that's what it I is. didn't know if it was a spe- specific <laughs> I didn't know if it was a specific um accent, you know, cuz some you know, different places in yeah. the say things different. He's been over in the US quite a while now, so I would be surprised if he hasn't picked up some some dialect there. Yeah, yeah. Aluminium. Is that even how it's spelled? That's not even aluminium. Spelled, yeah, I think it is. F- say it phonetically. Oh, it is. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so funny how like I have a couple of buddies who are Australian. It's so funny. It's like we're pretty much the identical country. I mean, <laughs> it's not you know, but I mean like yeah. You you step off a plane in Australia or Canada or the U.S. You have no idea which which one you're in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but just the small subtle differences mm. in language are enough to make it like <laughs> wait, what are you talking about? Completely <laughs> like, it's alien, so yeah. funny how it is. <laughs> I guess that's even true in the U.S. Like, if you go down to the South, people have different traditions, <laughs> yeah. different ways of talking, different words they use. You're like, wait, what? Wait, what country am I in? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alabama? What is this? You guys have that on such a bigger scale. Yeah, I mean, like, Engl- I think England can fit in Florida. Um, so, yeah, I can't even comprehend how you guys get with that. <laughs> so many different areas. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't us. <laughs> it was people before us. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, um, dude, thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's been great getting it's to talk cool. to you and about products and everything. And yeah. Do you have any last, uh, 
Last things you want to say to people? I don't know. People also looking yeah, to build us, stuff. Give us the big wisdom. Let's go. Oh, God. The, big, <laughs> the closing. What's thoughts. the winning? The winning takeaway. Uh, oh man. Um, well, I think <laughs> we're I just <laughs> completely put on the spot. No, I think um, what I've sort of like gone through is is going from being concerned with sort of keeping up um, and being too sort of head down on the specifics of you know like kind of getting bowled over with the pressure of what you're building in and what you're you're using and stuff like that um but just have fun like <laughs> like a real cliche statement but um but i watched uh michael flarup's video at ValioCon, um and yeah that was ace like i really enjoyed that um yeah and i think sort of going from working full-time for for other people and then also now i'm contracting for other people uh, i've always enjoyed doing my own stuff but i think to be in the position where you can kind of work with a few other people and build your own products like he's done with the hardware stuff um Mm -hmm. i think for me that's kind of where i want to end up so sort of have a few projects supporting that that lifestyle but be able to sort of properly put you know put stuff into building something hardware or service or something like that um but yeah i think just don't be so concerned with with kind of the day-to-day pressures of the internet and uh you know people shaming you for using angular or backbone or whatever and stuff like that it's all kind of a bit meaningless yeah totally Mm. totally for sure yeah because you can always change things at any time you know that's what i was thinking like if my stuff's built in php and if i if something gets really big and i need to hire on people i'm 100 percent okay with you know tearing everything out and just using whatever they want to use you know it doesn't really matter it just matters about the the service and yeah totally and, and what it provides so definitely yeah yeah Cool, man. Well, thanks again for coming on. No, thank you. It's good. Yeah, and we will talk to all of you all later. Yeah. See you guys. See you guys.